0: you guys. Um, this is Lauren. This is the episode of Black as Fuck. Um, I have a co-host with me this week called B Sweet. She's from New Jersey. Everyone, welcome. Be Sweet.
1: Yes, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: All right, so this episode is called Black as Fuck. It's Black History Month, so this will be the last episode of February. So we're going to be talking all things Black. Black people, movies, music, anything Black, we're going to be talking about it, all right? Cool. So before we start, I think we should just talk about like the current news. Um, I don't watch football at all, so when they were like, Black people are not supposed to watch football, I was like, oh, this is something I can get onto, and this is very easy. <laughs> I don't understand it. I've probably been to three football games in my life and it was just to say I was there. Um, But I don't know anything about football. But the Super Bowl was maybe what two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And what really pissed me off is that I saw like Diddy praising Tom Brady on Instagram. And I was like, this is the same man that openly voted for Trump openly said that biden didn't win the election um and we should just wait to look at votes and i'm like do black people be forgetting or do we have certain white people that we just forgive easily i think it's the latter and (laughs) i think
1: people separate sports and and politics Um, I don't think Diddy was probably even thinking about the comments Tom Brady said. He was simply thinking about him being the oldest quarterback in the NFL and winning another championship. I don't think he factored in any of that stuff.
0: Because I was just like, I don't know much. I was like, I know Tom Brady used to pay for what the Patriots, correct? And he had multiple rings. I was like, I guess he's a good football player, but I'm sorry. People that are openly voting for Trump, I know they don't. They secretly don't like me. That's how I felt. (laughs) Yeah, that part. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, oh, no, I can't forget. I was like, yeah, he might have won and all that. Fuck, it's just football. But I was just like, no. But even thinking about football, did you see when Jasmine Sullivan sung and then she had to sing with that white man? I missed that part. It gave me very much so take your little brother with you vibes. Really? Like, I could do this on my own, but my mother wants me to take him with me. So let me just figure out a way to include him. Because she totally could have held that down on her own. Like, yes. she needed nobody. <laughs> yes, and I know, like, country singing is, like, a different craft, but it just didn't blend well. I was like, this is not like, yeah. the voice that you should be putting with Jasmine Sullivan. And right. it looked like he knew he was struggling. Like, I'm going to give it my all, but I'm no match.
1: And if you're, if he's being real with himself, then, yeah, absolutely, he knew he was struggling singing next to J- Jasmine Sullivan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so... I think I was just like, okay, this is what we're doing with black people. We're putting black people in these spaces, but white people have to be there with them. We can't let white people think that we're not giving them a shine. But Jasmine Sullivan and her sounded really good. Really I've seen some clips from that. And yeah, they definitely did their thing together. But I'm not gonna lie, if we're talking about black as fuck, I have yet to see anyone do it as well as Whitney. Oh, I don't think we will. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, we will. I was like, oh, this is cute and all, but this ain't no Whitney and the Windbreaker uh, right. <laughs> tracksuit. I don't, in the headband. I don't think anybody's
1: yes. going to touch that ever.
0: Every year I reshare that video of like the black man watching her sing and their reaction. I repost that every year because I was like, that's the commentary all of us were having.
1: Right. All <laughs> right. <laughs> That was such a good moment for the culture. Yeah. (laughs) It was amazing. Rest in peace, Whitney. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, Nippy.
0: Okay. So I don't know if you know, maybe you listen. I don't follow the shade room or anything because it gives me anxiety. I don't want like, love and hip-hop. It gives me anxiety. I used to be a real Real Housewives of Atlanta Mm -hmm. fan, but I can't watch it because I was like, oh, this is just too much drama. Mm -hmm. So, but sometimes if things are really big on social media, they still find a way on my, like, feed. So, the Gorilla Glue girl came on my feed, and at first, I thought it was a joke. I was like, can't nobody be this stupid? (laughs) Sentiments, exactly. (laughs) So, I was watching, I was watching the show. What was I was I was watching... I was watching something on TV, and it came up. And I was like, okay, let me look at it. And then I had a times, and people were mentioning it. I said, oh, so this is really real. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so let me look at it. And so I was watching it, and I was like, it's no way that she thought that this Gorilla Glue was, like, equal to, like, Gorilla Glue that you l- use for your hair. Right. Um, and so when she was up there, I was just like, this can't be
1: real. <laughs> That's what I said, and even... When I heard somebody put Gorilla Glue in their hair, I was like, no. Then when I seen the video and looked at her and the way that like she looked and the things that she was doing, I was like, this has to be a joke. Like it has to be a joke. She couldn't have seriously thought that Gorilla Glue was okay to put in her hair.
0: <laughs> I was like, cause at first I was like, okay, maybe this is like a joke. Like, you know, she's doing this to get followers. I was like, but I can't understand. And so then when I found out it was real, I didn't feel any empathy for her. I you was like, lie. I don't her. Because <laughs> I'm just like, you can't be this stupid.
1: Okay, but what was she trying to do? Like, Was she trying to lay the edges down? Like-
0: she, was try- <laughs> she was trying to get like a slick down ponytail. And so she had ran out of like, I guess, jam or whatever Damn. she used. So she didn't see like the gorilla jam. So she got uh-huh. gorilla glue. I don't even understand how, I don't want to see these things sold in the same store. Yeah. so like I don't understand and so she put it in her hair and then she was like oh it was holding it down but now I can't get it off and I was just like ma'am this is the type of glue that holds wood together yeah. what did you think it was going to do for your hair Like, oh
1: god <laughs> yeah no but I didn't feel any empathy for her either and people were saying the argument like well, Gorilla Glue knows that Black women put glue in their hair and they should have been more specific.
0: And I was just like, no, 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 we're not going to shame Gorilla Glue right now. <laughs> exactly. I'm a Black woman that has been in beauty supply stores from an early age with my mother, my aunts. And I don't even think those same products are sold in the same store. So it's not a like, oh, I I went to Home Depot and I went down the aisle for hair. No, it's not like that. These two things are not even in the same category. So I'm, right. that's why I still struggle to believe that it was a true, honest mistake. Right. I'm just like I don't, I don't get it. I mean, but
1: looking at her eyes, something's wrong. <laughs> like <laughs> something's wrong. So. I don't know how surprised I should be that she used Gorilla Glue, like after looking at her eyes in the videos, it's like, yeah.
0: I'm not going to lie to you. When I looked at her, I was like, is something wrong with her? I was like, is this, like, is it something wrong where, like, she thought that this was okay? Because right now I can't figure out, I "I just, I still can't figure it out. So she was able to get it out of her hair and she was keeping her hair. that. That was awesome. That's just like, I don't, mm, I don't know. I do feel as though Gorilla Glue should have like took more like this free coverage. Like they should have took this as free advertising. Made her the face of the company or something like this is free advertising. Right. That's it. Yeah. Because it it, 100% is. Yeah,
1: but yeah, that was
0: crazy, though. Because <laughs> I, I I still don't believe I'm like, I get sometimes our mistakes, but nah, you, nah, no, no, not. Yeah, no, that was I just know. ignorance. That was ignorance. Yeah, and all that pain and suffering and people looking at you like you're stupid just for a slicked-down ponytail, but you know, it is what it is. A slicked-down ponytail. <laughs> I guess she was getting ready for something. You know, it's not COVID. She had so, like, if we're talking about like stupidity or just things that Black people have not necessarily done well, we cannot forget to mention Kiki Wyatt. Kiki, Kiki, Kiki. I have very strong beliefs about her in general. I feel like right. life has not happened to her. She's very responsible for everything that has happened to her. I feel as though, like, she's loud. Mm-hmm story. I remember she was on the TV One show like with all the other R&B singers. And I was like, oh, it's something... R&B drama. divas, yes. Yeah. I was like, it's something wrong with her eyes, too. <laughs> I was like, "Is she just loves drama. <laughs> and I also couldn't understand, like, I, I'm not going to lie to you. It doesn't matter if you're white, purple, green, yellow. I don't be understanding why people be having that many children. She has children for days. She has, like, a football team plus, like, a
1: <laughs> Yeah, she has a constitution or something. I feel like when I was watching like 10, and that was a few years ago, and she's had a couple after that. So, yeah, I don't know what her roster is looking like right now as far as numbers. I don't (laughs)
0: know. I feel as though she can sing really well, um, but I don't. I kind of like put her voice in the range of like Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, she can sing really well, but is this an album that I want to hear from beginning to end? Meaning, do you know how to control your range where I don't necessarily feel as though I'm in the disco in the 70s dealing with these high-pitched songs from song number one to song number 10? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I agree. And I also feel like Kiki Wyatt is very immature. Mm-hmm. Like, with her little snarky comments, like, I watched the the video where she said, um, her comments, what's the guy, Milan? I think Uh her name is something like that um she's like okay sweetheart pop tart or something like that I know power to the people all these gestures I'm like that's like super immature Mm -hmm. like have a conversation you're a grown woman have a conversation with this grown man you don't have to like try to belittle him and be sarcastic and all that extra
0: stuff I think she trying to do that because at the end of the day like she's immature she doesn't hold herself accountable Mm -hmm. like even like when I used to see her on the show when it was issues like with her husband or her career like she just doesn't hold herself accountable and like having people first of all let me just say what she did so if people don't know she went on her little show with like biblical fox like it's an online show and was just like black people aren't the only people who's been oppressed now as soon as she said that you know social media went off because one kiki is biracial her mother is white white like, Casper the Ghost. <laughs> so, and then Kiki's not that dark herself. Yes. So, like, she's white, white. And so, when she made that comment, that's the first thing that came into play. But it's also like, I'm so sick and tired of like black, white people are saying, like, oh, other people were oppressed. Don't give me like the Me Too movement yeah. or All Lives <laughs> Matter movement. It's like, don't try to combine my oppression with everyone else's oppression to make me feel like I don't have to voice what I'm feeling. Right. And I was just like, and so she made a statement and you could see like the people that she did the show with, like, oh shit, Kiki, this is not what you need to say. Mm -hmm. And she just keeps going. Like she doesn't have like a filter or her mind to be like, this is not what she's supposed to say. So social media goes off. All of a sudden she comes back with, you know, the little tears, the the media tears. I'm so sorry. That's not what I should have said. But I'm also like, that's what you feel. And that's what you meant. That's what you meant. It wasn't like someone misconstrued what you said. That's what you said. That's what you meant. So it's just like, nah, honey skip me with the bullshit I don't care about
1: she got louder and more intense as he kept trying to like let me talk and she's just like no Mm -hmm. black people ain't the only people oppressed and she goes into more groups that have been oppressed and the oppression she feels from black people being biracial and for me it's like I don't know if it's just me but I didn't even know Kiki White was biracial. I don't pay that much attention mm-hmm. to her. To be honest, it's like I just really thought you were like light, light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: I didn't 100% know that your mom was white. I think the only reason I knew her mom was white, maybe it was because of a TV show or when one of her children were sick with cancer. I used to go to her page to see what was happening and I think she posted Mm -hmm. her mom. But even regardless, like Kiki, ain't nobody saying that you're a white singer. People are saying that you're a black singer. So it's not even about about you being biracial. Alicia Keys, Mariah Carey are biracial, but you don't ever see us saying that they white. Right. So what's your (laughs) excuse? It's just like black people are by far the only people that really claim biracial people. So it's like, that's not, that's not the card that you can play. Yeah. I think yeah, if I didn't anything, see her crying. I didn't
1: see her little sorry apology, but. Um,
0: I think the only thing she can cry about is just like how obnoxious she is and how she doesn't hold herself accountable and how it's kind of like been detrimental to her career. Like she can't fully admit that. It's no reason that she should have that much talent and haven't been able to succeed and not realize that it's only because of her that she hasn't been able to succeed. Literally, like I don't think I've sat in. I
1: couldn't tell you like a name of her album. I can give you like a few singles with Avant, Mm -hmm. but like I can't give you Kiki Wyatt's albums or anything. Are you ready
0: for this? I don't even know if she ever had an album. I was just about to say that. Like, does she
1: have one?
0: (laughs) All I know is Avant. Um, What's the song? Um, My first, my first, my first love. That's all I. That's all I know. I feel like they had another one. Um, I can picture us in yes. the other room by the panel yes. piece. Yes. yes. That's the only one I can remember. So I'm just yeah. like, girl, shut up. Like, right, That's it. Be quiet. Yeah, You don't even have a career for real to be making any bold statements about anything because you have not made any bold statements of life. And you have basically been holding yourself together by two of our songs. That's it. <laughs> That's, that's that's why you yeah.
1: did And you did very well on those that people still like, oh yeah, Kiki, yeah, Kiki White can sing. Yeah. And there's I'm not taking that from her. Yeah, those. she can
0: sing. Yeah. But it's plenty of people that can sing that don't have albums. So. Yeah, be quiet. that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think on a more political standpoint, if anyone listened to like my first real episode of Ish Ishback, everyone knows how I felt about those white little animals climbing up that wall to get into the Capitol. And everyone knows I felt like they were like the lowest of white people, modern day terrorists, like trying to do what? Take pictures at a museum. Yes. And so Trump, you know, everyone tried to put him up so he can be impeached and it was voted. They voted on it and Trump was acquitted. Yeah. And I don't think any black person is shocked.
1: No, of course not.
0: I'm not shocked. But what gets me is just like, what do you have to do as Trump to be like, yeah, this crosses the line?
1: Right. I mean, I don't know because he's done it. He I mean. Being like with the whole sexual comments and grabber by the you know what uh-huh. that history, you know, he's rubbing elbows, best friends with Jeffrey Epstein All of this is before he even got into office. So it's like, how did we even get here? You know what I'm saying? And then it's just a shit show the past
0: four years. Exactly. And like, I'm just also like, this is how I'm like, he wasn't impeached. So this means I really do believe that he's going to run again. Think so. He's going to run again. And these white people are going to come out in full force. And it's a shame Mm -hmm. if America allows him to be voted in again. But I think he's going to run again just for the fun of it. Like Mm -hmm. I think he ran the first time for the fun of it and didn't think he was going to win. I thought it was a joke. I was like,
1: there's no way that Donald Trump is going to be the president. And here we are.
0: But I also think it's like the political system like really sucks because black people can be having less than a dime bag on them and get three to five years. This man literally rallied up his his boys to come to the White House to do all of these things. Basically went a lot on live TV, told them to keep going. And nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like, well, does he have to say, "All crackers, please meet me at the Capitol at one PM <laughs> and terrorize the place"? Like, what does he have to say for us to be like, yeah, he he started a riot?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know because he got away with that one. Like, he got away with that one.
0: He gets away with everything. For everything,
1: yeah. <laughs> everything.
0: <laughs> like, I just, I don't get it. It's just like I just, I don't understand. It's like the politics, to be honest with you, I can't understand it because I will never have the audacity of a white man. Yeah. Yeah. It's so high. <laughs> I just imagine what it is to live in America as a white man for one week. One week. Just, and... one, just one week. I'm just like, I don't know. But yes, he didn't get it. Now, it's time for Lawrence Gems. On the topic of white people... <laughs> Let me just say this on the topic of white people. So I am an educator. So I work in like urban education in New Jersey and New York. So we have all these PDs for the last few months since, um what was his name? Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I forgot his name. Since he was killed and killed for a fake George, George Floyd? George Floyd. Okay. Since George Floyd was killed, we've been having all these PDs on race. White oh, cultural PDs. Oh. Huh. It's very much those spaces for like black people to express how they feel as though white people should become better. And I'm not here to educate a motherfucker about nothing. Nope. So we had a PD at my job maybe two weeks ago and a white man said, word for word, our black children are more than their blackness. And the PD went silent. Mm-hmm. And when I say silent, I mean silent. Nobody was in the chat. No one <laughs> said anything. All the faces on the screen were like looking up at things <laughs> like, I know this motherfucker did not. And so I naturally, in PDs, have the urge to be like, the good person, like, okay, Lauren, be quiet. Just yeah. Be quiet. And then other person, like, set this motherfucker off. Mm-hmm. And so I let a few other people talk. And I was just like, that's not what we gonna do. we're going to do. And because. I was like, people say, oh, that takes bravery. It does not take bravery to speak ignorance.
1: Yeah.
0: It takes audacity. Yeah. Because (laughs) if I was to ever say that Jews are so much more than the Holocaust, I would be in an HR meeting at the moment.
1: Absolutely. Quick.
0: And I'm not in the mood of really like making excuses for white people anymore or understanding their intent because I'm just like, this is what you said. Is that low key like the equivalent of I don't see color? Uh huh. Okay. Uh So I said, I said, you're giving me very all live matter. I said, so if you are big on like, if you want to see LGBTQ be celebrated as much as black history, lead something in June.
1: Mm-hmm. I said,
0: if you want to see, you know, Latinx and kids, you know, be recognized just as equal to Black History Month, lead it in October. And mind you, mm-hmm. some of these things are already happening in my school. And he was like, well, we don't do the same thing for other groups of people. And I'm just like, that's not what we're going to do here. I said, because mm-hmm. not any other month have you mentioned this, but you choose to say this on Black History Month, and it's mm-hmm. problematic. And I think my gym is here. White people... Be careful what you say in professional developments. Mm -hmm. Um, Do not look for people to be like, oh, it took courage to say that. It doesn't take courage to say a damn thing. You need to be very intentional about what you say because I am more appreciative of you just shutting the fuck up than anything ignorant. Because now I'm looking at you like... Forever, yes. Yeah, period. I'm looking at you crazy now. (laughs) And then what I what gets me about white people, they want to follow up in an email to share their true intent. Oh, I'm an ally. No, you're not. I don't know for who, but not for me. Right. And don't email me to relieve your guilt. I'm not here to do that. You can take it up with Jesus because I have it. nothing to give. That's it. Because <laughs> that I'm like, oh, so this is blood. what you did, and this is how it landed on me.
1: Period. Mm-mm. And that's it.
0: Yeah. And I just be like, I'm like, I sometimes, back to like audacity, I just feel like I could never say half of the damn things that Mm -mm. white people say about black people in professional settings if I were black to say it about white people. Nope. Because they're not built that way.
1: Yeah, they're not. They are totally not.
0: It's just like, why are you asking me and PD to talk about race? I'm not racist, so I can't tell you about it. (laughs) Black people have never been, um, can never be racist because we have never had control over another group of people. So if you want to have PDs about racism, take all these white people in a room and talk to them. Tell the Black people that we're free for the afternoon. Because I'm tired of being in these (laughs) sessions about racism. And I'm just like... I'm the one that's oppressed. You yes. would ask someone that has been robbed why they were robbed,
1: right? <laughs>
0: <It's> like, <laughs> I'm just over it. And I'm just like white people. We want you to speak up, but don't say no stupid shit.
1: Don't say stupid shit. Don't
0: just be talking just to
1: talk. Mm-hmm. Like don't you know what I'm saying? Don't talk just. You don't have just be quiet. You don't have to say anything. I feel like when we like NPDs,
0: they feel like they have to talk. I do. That's a, that's a good thought because maybe they don't want to come across as racist by being silent. But then when they say something, it's just like, yeah, you should have been quiet.
1: You should have been quiet. You were better off just being quiet.
0: Maybe someone should write a book about that. Yeah. (laughs) Not white fragility, but also like, Oh, what to do in um, meeting spaces with your whiteness.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I just, that's a good title. I like it.
0: I think another gem and maybe you have this experience. I am noticing in life that I am somewhat outgrowing certain friendships and it's not bad energy. It's not like I hate you. It's not like you've done anything to me and it's not even like I wouldn't speak to you in public. It's not like that energy anymore at this age. It's more so like, oh, we're not serving each other anymore. Like I'm on this lane, you're on that lane and each of these lanes work best for us, but they don't meet up again. Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes as adults it sometimes comes around that like we want to hold on to things a little longer because like of the memories but I think I'm at the point in life where I'm just like do I have more memories with these people than I have current Mm -hmm. like experiences and so I'm kind of at the point where I'm just like yeah it's no bad blood but I don't think like we're the same anymore
1: yeah I'm definitely um and I turned 30 um last year Mm -hmm. So my friend told me, like, yo, once you turn 30, one of my coworkers, actually, she told me, like, once you turn 30, like, your eyes are just going to open. I feel like that's exactly what happened. Like, I just started seeing things a little different, um, thinking about things different, wanting different things, and people that are kind of not on that same type of time. I'm like, yeah, nah. You know, like, Mm -hmm. if you're not concerned about things that are going on with black people in in the community and things don't bother you it's like i don't really think i can i can deal with you because those are things that are really important to me yeah it's like if you don't care about them then that's a that's so it's kind of an issue for me um but yeah i've definitely separated and fell back from people that i've known since i was like 7
0: like, i don't have those long friendships maybe it's something wrong with me i don't want <laughs> to anyone like on a like on a weekly a monthly from my childhood you know? and maybe it's because i didn't go so i went to elementary school went to a different middle school and then went to a different high school so it wasn't like okay. i kept going to like the same schools yeah um And it was just like, I don't have those things. So like, I might see people I went to high school with when I'm back home in DC and it's good love, but I wouldn't say that we're friends because we don't talk to each other outside of like me regularly just seeing you in passing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with my college friends, some of us, I'm just like, it's kind of like a transactional experience when you need something, you hit me up mm-hmm. or when we're about to meet up for like homecoming or something, you hit me up. Cause like, you might want to get somewhere to stay together, but on the most part, when it comes to like supporting each other on a regular, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And I think when I, I was talking to some of my friends at my Valentine's and I was just like, yeah, like, I don't think my friends are mandated to support my podcast. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yes, they are. And I was like, no, they're they not mandated. And they was like, yes, they are. They was like, even if they don't listen, they could repost. Um, yeah. It's those little things. And I was just like, in my mind, I was like, in the past, I have made mistakes of thinking that my friends were mandated to do those things and it hasn't gone well. So I think it's like a form of protection. I've kind of been like, okay, I don't have to expect these things from people. But I think, honestly, if you're not really doing simple things to, like, respect or show support, I think it's also another sign that we're outgrowing each other.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, I feel like your, your friends are right. They, they are because that's part of being a friend, supporting your friend. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, they not, they don't necessarily have to listen every week the minute you post it, but like a repo, that costs nothing. That takes nothing from your day. You know what I'm saying? Two seconds on Instagram, just put that, put it up and that's it. That's some type of support. Like if you're not doing it, I feel like that's kind of, you're just brushing brushing my shit off like it don't Mm -hmm. it don't matter yeah I mean like when I think of my friendships because I have a a different experience than you so where I grew up in Long Branch is one middle school one high school um so I've known I've went to school with people kids that have our moms have grown up together you know what I'm saying so I've known friends since kindergarten that I still have and like they show up. Any place that I've been, that my life has taken me, they've made sure they've shown up for me. You know what, what I'm saying? Whether was different states, graduations, all of that. So yeah.
0: That's really good. I think, I think I admire people that have those things. I think some of my things was like. I grew up in D.C., but neither one of my parents are from D.C. Mm -hmm. My father's from North Carolina, my mother's from Virginia. So, like, our immediate family, like, so I might have had some uncles or something that lived in the area, but for most part of my family, they lived in North Carolina, Virginia. Mm -hmm. So, like, the friends that my parents made were, like, friends they made once they moved there and kept over time. But... A lot of my parents' friends are a lot older than me. So maybe that's why. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'd be like, oh, people used to have friends from high school? Oh, you're really good friends. Maybe sometimes I'd be like, maybe I'm not as good. Back in the day, I used to be very much so canceled. Like, yeah. oh, I don't like you did this? Oh, fuck you. Mm-mm. Delete, delete, delete. I'm not talking to you no more. That's how I used to be. But I try not to be like that no more. Because, you know, I'm about to hit 30 and you don't really need new friends after 30.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, though, I'm still working on that delete, delete, delete thing because I just deleted someone else from my life that, like I said, I've known since I was a little kid. But, you know, he he said some things about um, the LGBT community and I was just like, but we're friends. So, so it's like, mm-hmm. you can't take me out of that. Oh, I'm not talking about you. Like, yeah, but you're talking about, you may not have me in mind, but you're talking about a community that I'm a part of. So like if you're saying that homosexuals don't deserve equal rights, you're talking about me.
0: That is true. That you is know what true. I'm saying? And
1: if that's how you feel, it's like we can't be friends. Yeah. No bad love. This
0: is just not working for me.
1: Yeah, we can't be friends. That's it.
0: <laughs> okay. So I agree. I agree. So I don't know if you watch Netflix. Yes. Okay, so this, there's this new show called Buried by Bernard. Have you seen that? I have not seen that. So it's there's this new show called <laughs> Buried by Bernard, like, in Nashville, Tennessee, like, this Black family owned a funeral home. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it, because the grandmother is funny as fuck. Well. Like, says whatever <laughs> she wants to say, even to, like, the cameraman while they're, like, filming. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny. So one of the episodes, like she was telling, saying her granddaughters were lazy and like she had to do all this back in the day. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, since they didn't have the experience that, they're not really hardworking. And all I had to think immediately in my head was like, Black people have to stop this thought that like, just because it was hard for you, it has to be hard for everyone else. Yeah. Because what was hard for me I don't necessarily want it to be hard for the people that are under me or people that are trying to get what I get. If anything, I want to give some insight so it can be easier. I'm about to say that's the way it's supposed to go. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, it shouldn't be this difficult. And I wish like I had more people that made things easier for me. Right. Um, But it's like we have to get past this thing of like, oh, it was hard for me and I figured it out. That's not what we're doing no more. Yeah, no. We're breaking all the
1: those generational curses and trauma. We are yes. uh, separating from that.
0: <laughs> it's just like I was just like, if you get in a position of power, you should be able to like one reach back to help someone else get up. And if you can help someone, help someone. Yeah. Like, if you can make something easier for someone, do it. Takes nothing from you. Nothing. Just do it. And I think like we got to stop making people think like it's a rite of passage. Like no. That's not yeah. what we're doing no
1: more. <laughs> you got to go, you got to break your
0: back to yeah. get to you.
1: Nah,
0: nah. And I think like, we just have to get like that as a community. Even when it's like with small things, like I'm to the point where like people, I'm not going to lie to you, back in the day when people were like, oh, where did you get that from? Right. Like, I don't want to <laughs> tell them because I don't want everyone wearing what I got. Mm-hmm. And my mother sent me down on it and she was just like, well, people could get what you have, Lauren, but they can't wear it or do it the way that you do. It. I'm like, said so they can't rock it like you, yeah. Yeah, and so she was like, don't feel like you can't share things with people. She was like, now, nah, if you notice, and it's the same person over and over again, okay. But she was right, like, you know, when it's your time to offer someone some support, offer it, and I think that's what I do now. Mm-hmm. And I think what I can say in my older adult life, by doing that, it always comes full circle. So like, I right. can help somebody with something, and then I need something, and they do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, they do the same thing. So it's like, you know, this little lobby. God damn. (laughs) But yeah. I I was like, each one to each one, man.
1: Yes. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we're going to build our community up. Like, by helping each other, like I just feel like even I see things on Instagram, and I'm even hesitant about like hitting people up. There'll be places, and I'm like, oh, that looks dope, but they had to put the location. So I be like, you always hide oh, inside. Do I feel like this person's going to respond to me and tell me where they're at, or like they're gonna be secretive? So I'd be like, mm, I'll just try to figure it out on my own, like
0: looking for landmarks or something in the
1: stories, like. <laughs> That's what
0: I do. Like, so I follow a lot of influencers. Mm -hmm. For the most part, some of them are really nice, like, with sharing information. Mm -hmm. Now, there's some of them that be like, they don't want to share. And I'm like, I get it. But it's also like, honey, you know, it doesn't, you know, unless it's like your whole private venue. Right. Like so some people share i also do think that sometimes influencers don't be trying to share because sometimes it's basic information so uh-huh. i do get it when people are like oh this is something you can look up
1: <laughs> yeah
0: look it up we right. have a we have it in our hands we have a mm-hmm. whole encyclopedia in our hands but like i do think like yeah just share your location especially like these little interactive places where you can take pictures and stuff tag your place so i can go too right Most <laughs> likely i'll say that you sent me right
1: like when i um i started hiking um like during quarantine and stuff uh, cuz mm-hmm. i just needed to get out the house so i would i would put my location and stuff and i would see people on my on my friends list going to those places and that would honestly make me happy to see black people like getting outside and mm-hmm. hiking and enjoying nature and just you know what i'm saying doing something different yeah. um so i'm i'm all for like sharing experiences and stuff yeah
0: so we're about to transition into the Black is Fuck section. Yes. All right, you guys. So starting very serious. What is your favorite Black movie of all time?
1: Black movie. I, my favorite movie is Juice. Does that like, that counts? Juice. Okay. Okay. Why? Uh, we're talking Black history. movie. No, not Black okay. history. Just Black. <laughs> yeah. My favorite movie is Juice. I know that line for line. <laughs> I'm about doing this with
0: you—is you still you on with like Tupac?
1: Tupac, Omar, and he kills
0: him. Yes. Okay, yes. so I was thinking. I was like, okay, now I'm not gonna lie. you. So you ready for this? Judge me. I can't watch Juice at night. Tupac did that shit too serious. I was oh, like, oh, he's killing motherfuckers. When they're in that elevator, I oh, was yes. like, oh my god. I was, was like, the same. Tight ass elevator. <laughs> Things can go left very quickly. Tupac is out for vengeance. Omar, you're about to get killed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yes, that's my fave. He didn't (laughs) have to kill, um, what was a little pretty boy, Alan? He did not have to kill Raheem, yo. Yes. Dang, like for no reason. It's jealous for no reason. Yeah. I was just like, uh, but that was a good one. Like, I can say back in the day, like, movies used to be really the shit. Like, even, like, getting the settings right. So, if, the, if a movie was in a certain area, they did the research to know if this was appropriate. Yep. The clothing really said, like, oh, I want that outfit. But, yeah, yes. that movie, Juice is good. I just can't watch it at night. It has <laughs> to be during the daytime. I'm the type of person that's looking in closets underneath the bed, checking behind shower curtains. Not yeah. with juice, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Too far was out for vengeance. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a Whitney Houston fan, diehard. So my favorite Black movie of all time is The Bodyguard. Oh. Every time I watch that movie, I cry at the end. When she I'm about crying. to say, do you still cry? Every time. When she okay. jumps off that plane and says, Frank. Oh, I can put my eyes right now. When she jumped out there playing like Frank, I'm like, yes, girl, go get your lover. Go get oh, wow. him. When did that movie come out? 90s
1: something. It came out in the nineties. So listen, I am a Whitney Houston fan too. My mother bought me that soundtrack when it came out. <laughs> now keep in mind, I'm I'm 30. So I had to be about Single digits. I was single digits when that movie came out. in the Bodyguard soundtrack. <laughs> I had the Bodyguard soundtrack because Whitney on there. I needed them songs. I loved them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whitney was like that movie was everything. Now I'm not gonna lie to you as an adult. I'm like, oh, it's a little empty, but mm-hmm. it is really good. I was it like, Whit- what I can say, Whitney sang really well, but I feel as though she- Would have. I still think Whitney would have still been alive today if she would have got more acting jobs after she did Sparkle. Because I think she was really dedicated to acting. It was something that she felt as though she wanted to get better in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you know she should have focused on that even more. But The Bodyguard is my favorite movie. Okay. If I can say favorite TV show, you ready for this? Yes. A Different World. I oh. have seen every episode. I used to determine my outside playtime based yeah. on a different world episode. They used to come on at 10 o'clock and two o'clock on oxygen. So mm-hmm. I knew I could not be outside during those times. During those times. So it was, a,
1: it was between a different world and Martin for me. And, and I think I rolled
0: with Martin. You want to take my black card? I do not find Martin funny. What? I don't find that type of comedy funny. What I watch,
1: Martin, literally every morning, like while I'm getting ready for work, like a little kid getting ready for school, I'm watching Martin just laughing. I think Martin's hilarious.
0: I just, I was like, I could watch a few episodes, but like, I don't find it hilarious. I like dry humor, so I like like the Carmichael's. Yeah, I could watch that and be weak every time, but like, (laughs) Martin, I was like, he's just too silly. I also didn't like how. How you used to go in on um, Pam, when Pam looked way better than Gina. I yo I, Yeah, I'm going to say this. Pam was probably like,
1: I had a crush on Pam when I was a little kid. Because Pam was fire. Like, mm-hmm. Pam's hair Pam was always laid. The nice outfits. The nice outfits, the chocolate skin. I loved when... She sang because her voice was way more
0: like soul food and Gina's. <laughs> I love Pam. I think it really shows how like in the 90s, there was still a lot of like dark skin shamming. Oh, yeah. Because Absolutely. what happened on Martin when it came to between him and Pam could never work on TV today. Yeah. Instagram and Twitter would eat his ass alive. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it was a good answer that she always held her own. Yep. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love a different world because oh like, yeah, I was like I want to go to college. I, both of my parents went to HBCUs, but I knew I wanted to go to HBCU. I love a different world. I was like, oh, I want to find me a Whitley Dwayne vibe. I <laughs> right. want to go like live in a dorm. I love a different world. I keep wishing that Debbie Allen like makes a new one with Zendaya being Whitley and Dwayne's daughter. That'd be lit. But they just because Zendaya don't miss for real. I was just like. <laughs> I was like, this would be perfect. And then they came out with Grownish. And I was like, Grownish is cool, but this ain't a black vibe. Because I yeah. didn't have that type of money in college. It don't nope. make sense to me. Nope. <laughs> nope. I was poor. I, I had was work studying. Like, Johnny, like <laughs> we were sharing noodles. It wasn't exactly. no getting a whole house off campus. <laughs> Ravioli types. Yeah. No. Yeah. Couldn't relate. <laughs> what is your favorite
1: era of music? 90s hip hop, man. 90s rap. 90s, it, it, RB too.
0: I am R&B very so bad boy. That era, I always say that if I could be this age in the 90s. Oh, yes. This age in the 90s. Yes. It always seemed like better than any other era to me. I didn't want the 80s because crack was ra- raging. Right, right. I don't know. You know, I'm a Pisces. They say we're addictive. I don't know where I would have been. <laughs> <laughs> but the 90s, like when I think of it, like living single vibes, that's what I wanted. Even the the,
1: the, the brown stuff clothes that they wore, the gear, all of that, man. Like yeah. the 90s is what made like Nautica and Tommy what they
0: are because mm-hmm. of
1: because of the rappers rocking it.
0: Or even like these bigger brands, like even Prada doing this nylon now, that yeah. goes back to the 90s. Like even like, you know, what's his name? Um the man that did the Gucci stuff, him getting his credit now, it goes back to the 90s. Misa, like uh, Diddy's ex-girlfriend, That all that goes back to the 90s. And I think the thing is like the 90s is one era that continues to resurface. It really does. Like it just continues to resurface now. It might not always be all of it at one time, but you can pick out anything in 2021 and be like, oh, that came from the 90s or this was done in the 90s.
1: I, like people get in my car, my one friend gets in my car
0: oh i don't want to hear this all you do is listen to this
1: old rap i'm like well like i don't know because this is this is what i'm into
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. 90s, i'm stuck there
0: i also think outside of the 90s like early 2000s mm-hmm. like um at that point i think i was like in middle school mm-hmm. so middle school grade six to maybe ninth grade the music was everything Yep. Yep. We had, like, Alicia Keys. We had Mariah Carey. We had Fantasia. Who else did we have as rappers? Um, we had Jay-Z. We yeah, had Jay-Z. Kanye was, like, right yes. at the brink of, like, my ninth, tenth grade year. Yeah. That era of
1: music, I'm
0: just like, everything was a bop. Even yeah. to this day, like, I still play that music over in my car because I don't know any real music from this stage. Mm-hmm. So all Maybe. the music I play are, like, throwbacks. Yep. And I'm just like... Ain't no better. That's it. I don't need anything
1: else. Like, I'm good. There's a few artists that I listen to from, from today. But again, they emulate the 90s. Like mm-hmm. J. Cole, Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Rappers like that. Like, they're conscious and remind me of, like, my favorite rappers, Nas, and artists like that.
0: Yeah. I just watched a special on Nas the other day on Amazon. And I was like, oh, he really, like, put Queensboro on his back. And was like, oh, I'm going to take y'all all the way there. Yep.
1: Yep, yeah. Everybody know what Queensbridge
0: is because of nuts. <clears throat> yeah. I can say my favorite culture or moment. If, like, I'm thinking about, like, moment or culture, I can say, like, BET. BET? Back in the day, BET Awards, before oh, yes. Twitter, like, where you sat in the living room with your mom aunties, and stuff and y'all all sat down and watch that show. I can say in specifics, Monique being the host, and mm-hmm. like she dressed up like Beyonce, and then the whole and oh, did that thing. Yes. yes, yes. Monique used to hold that shit down, and I kind of miss that. Like BT Awards don't have that same impact anymore because celebrities don't come. Yeah, yeah. But BT Awards used to really be the shit. I wasn't even thinking like that.
1: So what I thought about was like I guess a moment, and I was thinking Issa Rae. I'm rooting for everybody Black. I was like yes. that was a good moment for the culture. <laughs> Like that was a good
0: one. <laughs> that was because I like Issa Rae is just like she's at the point of her career. Like I don't need to like filter myself. I've already got where I need to go. So yes, and I think that was a real one. And when yes. Wale put it back in his song, yes, like, yeah. it's it up you.
1: on shirts. I was like,
0: yes, yeah. I think that was it. Like I think that was it. I think another culture moment is when I think about Rick James on the VT Awards when the woman didn't know who he was. He was like, "I'm Rick James, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: <gasps> I, I feel like also like anything that Dave Chappelle does is good for the
0: culture yes like anything that. he does is dead ass good for the culture funny yeah. just funny I hope they pay him his money so that show can come back on yeah
1: I feel like I've seen something where it said he he got his name I don't know something
0: I didn't tap all the way into it but he got something yeah. Hopefully he gets his credit because a lot of people were making these piss poor deals for black people back in the day.
1: Yeah, man. Like I think about the rappers back in the day when they when rap first started. I'm like, Yes, oh, they're probably looking at these new guys, like you're not even saying anything and you were getting you're all this money millions of dollars.
0: <laughs> or if you remember like what happened to like TLC, they got those little jeeps, like not even real jeeps, but like take this shit back. That's not <laughs> what I want. Right. Give Jeez. me a check. Let me buy what Cut I want to buy. Cut a check. Yeah, a little pebbles, little cheating ass, thiefing thief ass. Mm-hmm. I said thiefing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we can talk about black culture without talking about black movies. So when I chose these black movies, I was like, these are like the movies that I used to see on UPN on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. If people remember that UPN they used to play yep. movies on Fridays nights. So if you think about Black culture, especially our age group, I think the first movie that comes to mind is Love and Basketball.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: going to let you share your feelings about Love and Basketball first.
1: Um, um, this is probably like a super unpopular opinion, but it's like not one of my favorites. Um, Woo! I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but I mean, it's cool. I like it. Like, it's a good story um I mean it, I mean, I guess it's inspiring as far as love goes no you know what I'm saying <laughs> um yeah but like I said it's not one of my favorites like I don't have to watch love and basketball all the time
0: so <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the soundtrack for love and basketball is fire
1: oh pause now what's her name Michelle um What's her
0: name? Oh, at the end, you made
1: a fool of me? Yes, I love her. (laughs) I think she's dope. Like, she appeared in the Higher Learning soundtrack, too. Yeah, she's dope.
0: So, I I can say the soundtrack was really good. As a kid, I was like, oh, this is so sweet. Like, he said double or nothing because I had played basketball. I was like, yeah, she lost, but he won't do another round. (laughs) As an adult, I said, I don't like this toxic as love. No, I said she's going hard after like this basic ass nigga. Okay, yeah. He wanted her to break curfew so she couldn't play. Right. But he would have never done that shit for her. He would have never done it. And never. he didn't have to do it because he was a man and who his father was. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Like, no, I'm not about to stop, but I want to do just for you so you can whine. Mm-hmm. Then she shows back up at his apartment and he's there with another girl. Have you lost your mind? Right. And then try to and I just said this. I just said this line
1: the other day. Try to justify it like I took the hold of Burger King. That don't mean shit. And exactly. Like just, you know, you're now you're making me reanalyze this movie because when she did good and what was it, her first start? as a point guard and they were at the party and he was super drunk. Like he wasn't happy for her. He was her. jealous. Where's the keg?
0: Like, dude, this your girl that you've known forever. It this just, mm, it was just piss boy. Yeah. I also think the way Monica was talking to her mother, like, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't stand up. Bitch, it's not your place. You ain't it's never been married. Match. Like, you have never been married. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing is, girls glamorize their fathers. But I think, like, you have never been married. You don't know what this marriage is. You don't even understand how much of a a privilege it is to come home every day to a goddamn meal. Because I was coming home making me some noodles until my mother came home and made dinner.
1: Period.
0: I was just like, Monica, like, you're so judgmental because, like, you didn't get to have your little dream. Mm -hmm. You didn't get to get that dusty ass nigga. You shouldn't have invited (laughs) me You knock on his window the day before his wedding. I kind of felt bad for Tyra. Mm-hmm. You knock on his door and basically telling him, I'm going to play you for your heart. When is he going to pursue you with the same energy? With the same energy because, girl, he was letting you go. He was finna marry her. Right? Like, I was just like, I just don't get it. But I could talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to talk all day. I think if we can talk next, I think the best man... What I can say about the best man, this woman's saying, this might be problematic. (laughs) I don't remember his name, but Tay Diggs did not owe Morris Chestnut a damn thing. Y'all were not together. She can have sex with whoever she wants to have. If if you were still believing that she was a virgin and that was the most thing that you thought was great about her, you were problematic as fuck. That's what I felt.
1: (laughs) So... (laughs) I kind of agree, and then I'm trying, and then I'm gonna put myself in. What was Morris Chestnut's character's name? Um, I forgot his character's name, but okay. So Harper was Tay Diggs, so he hooked them up, right? Yeah, and like she was a virgin, whatever, whatever, right? And they're best friends now. I would feel away, even if we not together. Even if I'm a dog, I'm cheating. I would feel away if my best friend slept with my girl. Cause like, even if we broken up, in my mind, it's like you still my girl.
0: We going I, I still, yeah. I see it from that point. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I see it from that point, but what I also see is like he was more mad at Tay Diggs than he was at Nia. And, and sis was the one that
1: pursued it for real yes
0: and i was just like i was like i get it like just allow it to be equal and also like i was just like harper fight his ass back like i was just like I why are you
1: harper knew he was gonna get his ass whooped
0: but <laughs> at least fight back right i was like because he's full ass like bitching you about a decision that you did not make by yourself mm-hmm.
1: that's, how I felt. that's how i felt i think what the i, I honestly think and i'm, I'm speaking for myself If Harper would have had a conversation with me when it happened, like, yo, blah, 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 this happened, and not put it in a book for me to find out, like, like not from you, for real. You put that in a book and then try to disguise it. You know what I'm saying? I think that was the sneaky part. Like, you didn't do a great job at disguising it. Or you didn't even tell me before you did the book. That's what I'm saying. And then you're anticipating... Us being in marital bliss by the time the book comes out. But like now I'm I'm married to her and I got a you at you the best man at my wedding. Now I'm looking at both of y'all like what the
0: hell? Suspect. <laughs> That's what I can say. I do think like he like Harper and Nia could have done what they did. I do think like from that lens that they should have told him. But it's also like more shasta like it to me, it came across that you were more mad that she wasn't a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it came across. Like I was just like, no. I also think like Harper and Nia should have kind of pursued each other, even in the second movie. I always felt like Harper and Sanaa just didn't match. Yeah, like they were with each other out of like, like just out of necessity, not because they were really in love with each other.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't get that from the first movie. I really wanted Harper and uh, Jordan to make that move, the first, Nia Long's character, yeah. the first, that first movie. That's um, what I wanted,
0: but you know, I guess it, Nia had to be by herself, but yeah. I don't know. And she came I don't know. Yeah. I think a good classic movie that's kind of like good to end, even with the messaging, even with the acting, I think The Wood was good. Yeah, yeah, I, like I think the yeah. I think The Wood is also like another thing of like, it was only a handful of like black actors and actresses and they were seen in every black film.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. Like, like, they were seen in every... Taye Diggs, Omar, like, they were just seen in every film. That's a fact. I love The Wood. Like, if I see it on TV, I'm going to stop and watch it. It's just a good story, like, how it goes back to when they were children to where they are now. I love the little story. It's a good coming-of-age
1: story um, for Black black boys, depicting Black boys, rather. Yeah, I definitely date The Wood. Yeah. What
0: do you think about Poetic
1: Justice? Poetic justice. I like poetic justice. Um, trying to think of (laughs) some. So, Tupac and Janet. (laughs) (laughs) There, it started off very rocky. Very rocky.
0: He came in too strong for a woman that was that strong. Yes, yes. Um, and I don't.
1: I don't know. She didn't... I don't feel like she had to be... She was very... I feel like she was very, like, angry in the beginning. She had some things going on with herself. She just saw her boyfriend get killed.
0: You're in right. Her yeah, you're right.
1: You're right. Okay, I, I I didn't... I forgot all about that, the beginning part.
0: Yeah. Yes. I think that's the thing. Like, she was dealing with real ass trauma. Yes. She absolutely
1: was. Um, being in L.A., that happens too often. Um we seen that a bunch of times in the movies back in the 90s. Movies in L.A., like, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was like, oh, this is the life. Don't come here
0: with no bullshit. Right. Um, but, yeah, okay. So she, she had a reason to be angry. I think what I think about... Um, poetic justice is outside the movie. is how she mandated that he take an HIV test before they did the movie. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, Janet ain't playing no games." I was like, "Were they really having real sex?" Because that's, I was what like, I was saying, like, that's what I was saying. Like, that's what I was saying. I was like, "Maybe they had real sex because she wasn't playing any games." But I really don't really think that was Janet. Because I think Janet was out here in these streets too, with the barges and. But Bobby, I think, oh, <laughs> I think that was her father. I think that was her father. Yes.
1: Janet was out here. Janet was out here. And the DeBarges was, well, we all know about the DeBarges. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that might have been jail.
0: Yeah, I think another thing I didn't really like about Polity Justice, Polity Justice isn't, like, my favorite. If I see it, I might listen a little bit, but it's not my favorite. I feel the um, same. I don't
1: have it was like, movie.
0: okay, it's a Black movie, but I was like, it's Janet. But it's not, mm, it's not like, oh, let me see what I'm doing to watch this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's
0: how I feel too. I I don't have to watch Poetic Justice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I wasn't really into Poetic Justice too much. But I think if we're still in Cali, <laughs> so
1: sorry.
0: All right. So if we're still in Cali, we have to talk about Moesha. Okay, yes. When they added Moesha back to Netflix, I was really excited. I was like I used to watch this on every day when they used to play the rewind, and I'm really excited about Moesha. What we what did you think about it?
1: Oh, I was very excited as well. Um, I sat and watched like the first um couple seasons, just binge watched them from the beginning till about um I don't know, maybe like season three or something like that. But yes, I was extremely excited that they brought it back. I love 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 the the theme song. I like yeah. Which
0: one?
1: The first I'm one saying or saying the second yeah, one? The first one. But I like yeah. I like both of them though. Both of them are catchy.
0: I think like as a kid, I like Moesha because I was like, "Oh, this is how teenagers are." But even as an adult, similar to like Love and Basketball, I was like, "Oh, Moesha is yeah, rude. Such a, such a
1: bitch." <laughs> she had moments where she could be like, yeah, "Like yo, what's wrong with you?"
0: Yes, I was just like, I used to be like, oh, Maisha, you're your rude as fuck to Kim. Fat shaming again. I was like, yep. she's not even that big. She's just short. That's what I said. I was like, Kim was really pretty. I also didn't like how stupid she had to play. Yeah. Um, I also felt like she was rude to um D. Mm-hmm. I was she like, was. D is really nice to you trying to be committed to being your little stepmother and you just raggedy. She was kind of rude. To, I feel like she was rude to everybody, though. She was rude to Hakeem. Very she entitled. You <laughs> Yeah, right. I think she was just really entitled. Very. I think, like, I could even think back, like, to the time when, like, um, Dee found out, like, she was taking birth control. Mm-hmm. And D was like, I'm not going to say anything. So D was really trying to play that role of, like, a good stepmother. It was, like, right. understanding that, like, Frank was heavy strict. Mm-hmm. and like Moesha like just never appreciated the effort D was making to like mm-hmm. make things cool with them she always took it as like oh yeah you're not my mother and I'm like right about no, don't nobody want to really be your mother Moesha right I think uh, <laughs> was was it the
1: episode when D's niece came and like got Moesha together like yeah she's a really good aunt like she's a good person and a good person to have on your team
0: yeah. I also felt like Moisha had a lot of drama with bringing Ray back, Ray J, and come mm-hmm. out as Frank's son, yep. raised by his sister, I was like, oh, this is some <laughs> different level type of right. shit right here. This <laughs> is incest. Yeah, that was, that um, was deep. That was- I was just like, oh, this is a little uh, interesting to me. And I had to watch it a few times because I was like, is the lady really his mm-hmm. sister? Right. I was like, oh, this is not making sense to me. So was it that wasn't his sister?
1: Okay. So I have to go back and watch. It. Oh Imagine. no, I don't know. I gotta go watch, I gotta go back and watch it too.
0: I know it was like Aunt Sandy right. or something. So I was like, is that really his aunt? I was like, it didn't make sense to me. So Aunt Sandy was his mother, and Uncle Frank was his father. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a big blow. I was like, oh D, I will be getting my shit packing me, suitcases. <laughs> I was like, this is a one time Moesha where you could be looking at him real sideways. Because mm-hmm. I also felt like Frank was just an asshole. He was, he was, he
1: was, and he was very, like, very just high strung on like, do what I say types.
0: He was like a helicopter yeah. parent. Yeah. Like, I'll need to be in everything that you need to do. You can't do too much without me knowing. And I get it, but it was also like, that's not what you needed to do. Nope. It was just too much.
1: It was, yeah.
0: It was too much. I think it was totally different than what we were seeing with other fathers on Mm -hmm. TV. So, like, if we think about, like, Ray on Sister, Sister, he was involved, but he still allowed them to explore. Or if you think about, like, Flex on One on One. Flex was, like, involved, but he still was like, I'm gonna let her be a teenager because I wasn't allowed to be a teenager for real. And I think that's the part where Frank missed. He didn't, uh, like allow
1: her the freedom to like make mistakes he just he didn't I feel like he didn't really want her to make any like just do this Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) that's how I felt I think when I think about one-on-one this might be an unpopular opinion I was really never into Mm -hmm. one-on-one it just didn't do anything to me I was like it's not that I didn't like it it was just like I wasn't into it and I saw I watched it again over quarantine I was like it's cute but I was also like, they don't have to do this to Black shows in the last season. Mm-hmm. Like, in last season of Black shows, I was like, they just seem to take all the money and be like, oh, figure it out. <laughs> and they just figured it out. So once they moved to LA, I was like, oh, this shit needs to be canceled now. Because this shit is yeah.
1: See, I don't even think I got that far in one-on-one. Like, I used to watch it when I was a kid. And then I went back on, what is it, on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. I went on Netflix and I watched maybe some of the first episodes. But I was like, yeah, this is whack. It wasn't. Like, more- it was whack.
0: <laughs> it didn't really have a good storyline I don't really think the characters were fully developed over time right um I also just didn't like that like uh what was her name Brianna just seemed to have like the best life yeah. like um Spirit just had to have parents that just weren't together or Arnez had to have an alcohol- alcoholic mother. I was mm-hmm. like, I just don't like that. Like, yeah, It was just too much. I think one show that doesn't really give enough credit for having fully developed characters has to be Sister, Sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't necessarily list this in my notes as something I was going to talk about, but I think Sister, Sister was a really good show to show how they transitioned from like 14-year-olds to 20-year-olds and every character had a story. Mm-hmm. What about Family Matters too? You ready for this? Last year, my son got into Family Matters. It's like around Christmas time. No, like maybe Thanksgiving time. We watch Family Matters every night after work, every day. (laughs) So like, I didn't know certain things about Family Matters because it wasn't something that I watched growing up. Mm-hmm. so I can say once they became teenagers I was like oh this is a good ass show Yeah, I didn't even know that like Laura and Steve really got together and he went to go to NASA and I was like oh this is really interesting mm-hmm. so Family Matters is another show that doesn't get enough credit but my son mm-hmm. loved that show he watched yeah, it I, every day on Hulu
1: I watched Family Matters too I definitely watched Family
0: Matters Laura was everything
1: Yes. yes
0: yeah, I think Laura was really everything it was a really good mix yeah, I think that was a good show too. Because even Carl was like a strict father, but he still gave his kids room to. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Frank did that, and I think maybe it was like intentional to show like fathers that were involved in black houses. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I didn't like Frank or his haircut.
1: Oh God, I hated the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> A little box bro, I hate it.
0: Are you ready for this? I saw yes. him on nine one one last night on an episode, and he still has that same haircut. No, so it's no. not even the TV show; it's his own personal choice.
1: No, no, I won't believe it. I won't believe he's still carrying that from twenty five years ago. Oh uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I was just like, he still. I thought maybe I thought it was a TV show, but this is your real haircut in real life. Like, dude, what? I was like, this is just too much for me. Like, who does that to you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, what do you go to the barber and ask for? Can I get the Frank? You get the Frank.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, this is not for me. Thank but God. yeah, I think if we talk about Blackness, we got to talk about, like, BET. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you ever watched it. I only know College Hill is when they went to the islands. You know that College Hill is back on one of the apps. It is? Yes. Oh, I need to. Oh, yes, it is on Hulu for the, like the Black History Month. Yes, it's on Hulu. They put Baldwin
1: Hills up there, then Black shows. But I didn't really, I watched, I didn't watch the Caribbean one. I think I watched ones before that. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think I finished like a whole season. We were pretty young when College Hill came out. So I wasn't like.
0: I think I remember College Hill and reruns. And the only thing I remember from College Hill is primarily the scene when the girls, they got in a fight in the island and the girl like took a heel and like hit her in the forehead with it. And she had like a gash in her forehead. Oh, and I remember goodness. getting in trouble for watching that because my mom came in and saw like me watching and she was like, tear this mess off. And I was like, oh, this mess is crazy. I was like, yeah. oh, this is crazy. But yeah, that's the only episode mm. I really remember. Or like real world Chicago. That was a really good season.
1: I used to love real world um like I watched the real world heavy and I was young when that came out but like one of my favorite scenes was when the black I can't even remember which where they was at but the black guy he ran outside after this white lady Irene and he smacked her ass because I think she might have either she spit on him or mm. she did something to him and he trotted his ass outside
0: and caught up to her and gave her a smack. I think this has to be Chicago. Chicago was the season where it had like the most black people in the realest shit, like black people that were not with the <laughs> shit. Was he bald? Yes, you know, I think Chicago. he was bald. That's Chicago. <laughs>
1: Chicago, I remember. I think remember, the chick like- had like Lyme disease or something. I can't remember, <laughs> y'all. Her name was like Irene.
0: I used it to was watch so it on Saturdays though. on VH1. Or MTV. I used to watch it on Saturdays when it came on, like reruns. And I was like, oh, this shit is interesting. It was never a season as good as that one. I'm sorry. It was Seattle. It was Seattle? It was, Seattle, Chicago. Yeah. It was a bald man in Chicago, too. There was a bald guy in Chicago. I don't even remember Chicago. Chicago was with the little honest. black the black girl, too, that had the little raspy voice
1: oh i think i know what you're talking about um i'm bringing up the picture oh yes um what was this girl's name
0: i don't remember their name i remember yet. this season yeah this was a really good season wow yeah i was like this is. A really oh good i think her name
1: was anisa that's the girl that i'm thinking of wow
0: yeah anisa was the black girl yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was a really good season my all-time favorite show of all time, like, when it comes to, like, this era, is Girlfriends. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love Girlfriends. I have it on DVD. Mm-hmm. So when it came out on Netflix, I was like, oh, this don't really do nothing for me. I already have it on DVD. But I still watched it. <laughs> and I watched it with Ebony because she hadn't seen it before. And growing up, I was like, I really like Tony. I was like, Joan has a few issues. Mm-hmm. But as an adult... I can see pieces of them in, like, every woman. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I feel like Tony was, like, insecure and used her materials to, like, assert herself, but she also had the confidence of knowing what she was worth for like, I'm not chasing no man. All right. I think Joan was a very pick-me, pick-me girl. Like, she had already always moved in spaces with her intelligence, but it hadn't really gotten her anywhere at work because she didn't have no personality, but it also didn't work in relationships because it's just like, are you ready for this? This three-month rule is heavy, like, man shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, the whole belief that a woman has to wait three months to have sex, it's just like, that's something that a man created. Have yeah. sex whenever you want to have sex. Have yeah, it as hey. frequently or <laughs> far in between as you want. Right. And so her three-month rule, I was like, Joan, honey, I don't know what you got down there, but listen, gotta <laughs> go for three months? Yeah, I was like, God. this ain't no man, like, literally. And I, I, I see the whole Steve Harvey, oh, if it's worth it, fuck that. I don't... I was like, I just, I don't know if you telling Lori to wait three months. Yeah, I am about to say, is is Lori waiting three months? Girl.
1: Yeah,
0: I think Maya was the realest of them all. Whether it came across as ghetto oh, or not, yeah. I think Maya was the realest. 100%. I think a lot of them, like, treated her, like, badly because she didn't come from, like, the same background as them. Lynn, she had no shame in that. She owned that. Yeah. And she was really trying to get a better life for her and her son. I was really yeah. happy when she got back with, um, what's his name? God damn, The husband. Jabari was the son, right? Jabari was the son. So when she finally got back with the husband. Darnell. I like, Darnell. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yes. But then when she started having those abortions, those miscarriages, I was yeah. like, wow. Lynn, I was just like, get yourself together. Like Lynn always, I don't know if you thought, people used to think Lynn was Lisa Bonet.
1: Mm, I've never thought that because I've always had, I've always loved Lisa Bonet. So.
0: No. Oh, when it first came on, people used to think that Lynn was Lisa Bonet. So when I figured out those two weren't the same characters, I was like, Lynn is just all over the place. I was like, she's a little doing a little too much for me. (laughs) I was like, she's doing a little too much for me. I don't really know what's going on. You never knew what type of vibe Lynn was on. like, she was literally just wherever the
1: wind blew her. That's what she was doing. Yeah. As far as who she was with where she was living, what type of career she was in, like, wherever the wind blew her and she landed, she was going to figure something out there.
0: Yeah, I was just like, let me get it together. When she went and found her mother and her mother was, like, bipolar, I was like, oh, goddamn. And her father was, like, a butcher. I was like, you should have left them where they were, honey. You were fine without them, and now you're a little fucked up, a little more with them. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny, my friend actually was like, you're like the Lynn of the group. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was low-key like, wait, are you saying like, I know my shit ain't all the way together, but it ain't all the way fucked up like that either.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think like, I would say, I can't say I'm, I'm multiple characters. Like I'm Maya to the point where I'm gonna say what the fuck I want to say. Mm -hmm. I'm Joan to the point where I'm very like career driven. Sometimes like focused on work and I have never really been that girl. Like that has been like pulling people, like go to the club and like automatically leave with three numbers. That's not my Mm -hmm. vibe. Um, But I'm also like Tony in a way of like, I know what I want and I know how I want to look or be seen. Now this Mm -hmm. COVID look is not my real look. I'm about to get (laughs) that back together. Um, But yeah, I was like, I think I'm all of them or, I kind of wish I could have been a Lynn where, like, just explore. But I've yeah. always been in the way, oh, no, this is what I need to do. This <laughs> is next for my checklist, so let me do that. So, yeah, I would say a combination of them all. But, I think yeah,
1: that's my- how I am in the sense of being Lynn. Like, I'll just literally, like, when I went to grad school, I just decided to go. I was like, yeah, I'm going to move to Baltimore. Ooh. And I just moved to Baltimore. Like, <laughs> fuck all this shit. Put my two weeks in. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> And
0: I, and I did that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. I think when the, what was it? When the girlfriends trans- transitioned to the game, I was like, okay, this is a little interesting. Now, I never watched the game fully through because I was like, it's not that interesting to me. It was good. I think Tasha Mack really made it good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what I can say, I was just like, one, Melanie, you should have never left John Hopkins for Derwin. I also don't know why you were chasing him after he cheated on you. Mm-hmm.
1: Goofy again.
0: Like, also, Jason, I was like, you're cheap ass. You can only do that shit with a white woman. It only, oh. only. <laughs> not even, like, I'm after you for your money, but what we're not about to do is be having money and using, like, dollar store Penny
1: pension and shit. <laughs>
0: that's, not, that's not what we're doing. And when he got with Randy, it was very interesting to me. But even that, I was like, I don't like the fact that Randy has to play this character character. In, in contrast of like um what was the girl's name? Brittany was his daughter. Brittany was the daughter. I can't oh, think, of her. Her name, yeah. But the you white. know the white girl. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like, this is interesting to me. I also was like when Melanie tried to test Derwin's son to see if it was his, I was like, Oh, you taking it a little too far right there. Yeah, you're, you're
1: yeah,
0: you're taking it a little too far. I was like, nah, you could have pushed for him to do it, but I would I would be enraged if I found oh, out yeah. that another absolutely. woman was testing my children
1: absolutely yeah
0: um, and even
1: if I was Darren I would I would have been I would have had to really 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 check uh Melanie on that shit yeah
0: I think in general they just didn't belong with each other
1: no you know it's funny that you mentioned the game because that next day that I left you house mm-hmm. I was laid up in the bed trying to watch the game all day because huh. did you get into it. Yeah, I mean, I had been I had watched it like when it came out in college and I watched a few episodes, a few seasons rather. But when I watched it again, I was like, hmm, yeah, I don't know why I sat and watched this this long.
0: Ebony loves the game. Yeah. So last year we had went shopping one day and then I came back to her house and like she wanted to watch the game all night the game she was like we've watched multiple seasons she loves it and i'm like it's good but it ain't no Woo, let me watch the yeah, game today I,
1: think, I don't think it's binge i for me it's not binge
0: it's not for me. <laughs> i think it's just it's not it's not for me it's uh, yeah i think what we can talk about like without with talking about black culture we can't ever eliminate music
1: Yes, yeah. i
0: eliminate music. So, everyone that watches this show knows I'm a Beyonce diehard. If you've okay. ever been around me, I will go hard for Beyonce if I'm by myself. <laughs> like, really? I will be a community of two, 20 people by myself. So, I'm a diehard Beyonce fan, but I do feel as though there's other equal artists out there that has contributed to our culture. Mm-hmm. So, best girl group of all time.
1: Best girl group of all time. Of all time. So, like, we can factor in, like, the Supremes. Mm-hmm. Oof. Best girl group. Dang. That have contributed, like, to the culture. To the culture. <sighs> That's tough.
0: It is a tough one.
1: Because I'm thinking, like, when I think of girl groups, you know, you think of, like, SWV and things like that. But what have they contributed other than music?
0: I don't necessarily think SWV is a group.
1: Okay. I think that
0: one girl carried that whole group.
1: It's Coco and Friends.
0: Like, Coco (laughs) carried that whole group. And that's why she has this entitlement. Because she's like, I could do all this without you guys. And she's right. And, and she can be honest in saying that right she can i think even with the supremes diana got a lot of praise because of her light complexion
1: mm-hmm.
0: now i used to be like oh diana's voice couldn't really do that i think barry played into the fact that that's how he wanted her voice to sound more yeah. about to whiteness because i've seen other videos of diana where she's had a range that i've never heard her sing as a supreme really? yes i got to get into that. She was in some little movie I saw with like Lionel Richie. I can, maybe I can send it to you. It's so on Instagram. I saved it. And like she was singing, singing. And I uh, was like, not Lionel, Little Richie and Lionel Richie. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, she's singing, singing. I was like, I've never heard her sing like this city in my life.
1: Right. I've yeah, I've never heard her <laughs> go black. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I was like, I think a group that I can say. I can't necessarily name one group, but if I had to put my groups in order. I think um I like Total. Oh That's yes. I loved Bad Boys. They have those little bops where they, they did a good mix of like the little R and B, but also including art, um hip hop. I like yes. that.
1: And they are from Jersey. So oh, I didn't yes. know
0: that. They're from Newark. Yeah. Oh Newark stand up. Yes. <laughs> um I think I couldn't mention Girls groups without Destiny Child. Yes. Destiny yes. Child was like my childhood. Mm-hmm. what i can say is people another thing beyond they be giving beyonce praise but like kelly and michelle can sing
1: yeah yeah kelly can sing for sure
0: people don't know that most of beyonce's background singing on her albums is kelly Hmm. so people don't know that michelle um can lead a very good praise and worship on a sunday morning <laughs> like michelle's voice on it was on the album where it was only their heads. She has a yeah, song. Yeah,
1: uh, what was it? I'm, yeah, I know what album you're about. She
0: comes in on that verse, and I'm just like, oh, Destiny Fulfilled. She comes yeah. in on some song, my phone just died. And I'm like, oh, Michelle is here to play no game. She brings that song all the way through. Michelle, was she
1: on Cater to You, right?
0: She was on Cater to You, too. Yeah. 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 I think Michelle can really sing. I just think she just never had the coordination. I could think about Michelle when she's on the beat on 106 Apart. 106 and 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 they kept singing. Oh I was like, "God damn!" You know, they could have Beyonce been- gave her a little look, like, "Get the fuck up I got- and get together." I was like, God damn! But I think Destiny's Child is a really good group. I also think like we can't not mention the Supremes because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't be wrong for these people. Right. But another group that I think is really good and like my church roots, Clark Sisters. Okay, so I've never gotten into them. Oh, from voices to production to final mm-hmm. pieces. Those Clark sisters right there, Maddie Moss Clark. I don't know what she was doing up in that Detroit house, but those voices. Getting them together. What about in Vogue? In Vogue is good, too. I be forgetting about them sometimes. In yeah, Vogue had a really good voice, too, and they knew how to really sing well with each other, where mm-hmm. everyone had an equal yes. shine. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah, I think they're one of the best groups to say where everyone had an equal shine. hmm That's what I can yeah, say. That's I dig good. in Vogue. Yeah. I think if we think about like boy groups, I am uh, Jodeci. Yes, Jodeci. But more so, Casey and JoJo. Yeah, but, <laughs>
1: but you know what? I feel like we can't say that everybody be saying that, right? Because they, them two are in the spotlight. But my man, um, not that, Devante—that's his name. He mm-hmm. produced all of that.
0: Well, he, there he's you behind
1: go. All of that. So like, he's
0: he's the man for real. Okay, I'll give it to that. I think another best boy group is that, like, we can't say without B2K. Okay, yes, B2K. B2K. Yeah.
1: I, bought their, I bought their first album. Was B2K K- was really
0: good for their time. Yes. They were really good for their time. But also, as listeners, as an adult, Amarion really carried them, and they need to give him a little more roses than they do. Absolutely. <laughs> give them little Absolutely. Little... Yeah. Now, like, I put...
1: I put groups, like jodeci of course trumps h-town but like when i think of like jodeci i think of h-town and mm-hmm. um what was the other group intro from the 90s
0: who's intro i don't know them
1: they were a, they were a group an r&b group um what they did they did they remixed ribbon in the sky oh, okay and they killed that but again it was like one dude kind of carrying the group um Oh,
0: we can't also forget like Boys to Men. Boys to Men, yes. Or um New Edition. New edition. Can yes. you stand the rain? Um, I'm sorry. Um people can get Bobby, but he had no room to play with Johnny Gill.
1: Nah.
0: DC's finest. Yeah, Johnny, Spidus, Johnny <laughs> held that song. I know he's from DC. Yes, he is. Okay. He, what
1: about, um yes. What about 112? They're not one of my favorites at all. Like, I don't even, if I hear Cupid, like, honestly, unpopular opinion, I turn. Yes,
0: yeah, so I only know, like, a few songs by 112. So it's not really a group that I would really be like, no. Jagged Edge was a lot when I was a kid. Like, they, uh, what it, Peaches and Cream? Was that them? That's 112. Oh, that's 112. Then, okay, yeah. Peaches and Cream. But, Yeah. Yeah. Jagged edges. Um uh, let's get
1: let's get married yeah, let's
0: get married so um, yeah I think we had a lot of male groups I think the good thing about our male groups is that like they had maybe two singers within the group that could really sing hmm two that could really sing yeah, yeah. or what about Gerald LaVert Keith Sweat and oh yeah what, what was, was, it? was it LG L was... was it Johnny Gill too was it it was Johnny Gill Keith Sweat and LaVert oh, yeah 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 oh was it LaVert yeah I think it was him. yeah KLG, yep, yeah, that was a um, that was a good, that was a good group because they really can sing, and you know, genuine. Yes. Tyrese recent them try to remake that, but you know, yeah. Tyrese, I don't like him at all. I just don't like Tyrese. I
1: Tyrese, uh, Tyrese really pissed me off when he first came out on that bus with that piercing. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it, not one bit. I think
0: he's just a broken man. Yeah, hundred percent. I think he's just a broken man. Um, if we say hip hop, Jay-Z and Kanye, and I sometimes feel bad for saying that, but it's like, they have contributed a lot. I love Kanye. Like back in the day, Kanye, when I first saw his video through the wire, oh, yeah. I was like, Oh, this is College something. I thought Kanye was like so inspirational
1: and yeah. he was everything. Or, everything.
0: like, even my dark, twisted, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Movie. That album right there, I was, like, even, like, uh producing-wise, I said, this sound is everything.
1: You can't take that away from Kanye. is The nutty shit that he be doing, you can't take away his, his musical genius.
0: You know who I feel so doesn't get enough credit? People be loving Biggie, but everything Biggie did, for the most part, should be giving roses to Mace. Mm. He wrote a mm. lot of his songs, and people don't know that. And yeah. you know, did he want to give Mace his money? Mace and Betha. Yeah. I was like, Mace. I was like, no. Um, who else did I really like? I might be shy showing like my little southern roads, like going to school in North Carolina. I really used to love Jeezy.
1: No, Jeezy was the man. Jeezy was the man. My father.
0: I was like, ooh.
1: My father bumped that every day for like a whole year. Every day
0: easy <laughs> is it? I was like, oh yeah, because when he went up against Gucci, I was like, Gucci has to like these radio hits, but collections, Jeezy yeah. has it from beginning now, to end. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a Gucci
1: fan too. I am a Gucci fan, so like, I was rooting for Gucci for the uh, during the battle, you know what I mean, but during the battle he was just too aggressive like sit down relax
0: well i i heard the backstory. maybe he was a- I'm about to
1: say i know there was some street shit with them Yeah, too.
0: Like, i get it but i was like also like you could be a grown man if you wanted to be yeah. like that you didn't have to show up to this space like that mm-hmm. i watched cinderella this weekend i'm sorry monica can't say shit to me she could not ever say shit to me about brandy in general but i said monica brandy was cinderella Holding it on her own. (laughs) I was just like, that's not what we're going to do. Like, I'm sorry, Monica, I love your little radio hits. But (laughs) as a voice, because I've heard Brandy sing live, and many Mm -hmm. people can't transition from studio to live. That voice sounds even better live.
1: Now, I'll always say that Brandy can sing better than Monica, but I'm a Monica fan. Monica, when I seen that video the first night, I was like, I like her. Like, I do go like crush
0: on Monica? Like <laughs> I like Monica, but what gets me sometimes on Monica, even in the verses, I was just like, "You just so rough." <laughs> it's just like it's like you just ready to fight, and I get like her life experiences prompt that, but it's like this girl ain't here to fight you. Yeah, but I also feel like Monica doesn't have full albums of work. I think she has radio hits. She doesn't have full albums. And I also feel so like whoever her management was is the reason that she wasn't as great as she could be. Because one thing about Sonya Norwood, she's going to make that money. Yeah, for sure. I don't think Monica had that same level of team.
1: (laughs) Now, her first album was Fire, Monica's. Mm -hmm. I think that may be the only album that I've listened to
0: yeah i used to listen to the other one where um a dozen roses was on it mm-hmm. um i used to listen to that one and then also still standing mm-hmm. and they were good but a lot of the songs started to sound just the same yeah and i think like she just haven't had a really good producing i also think like there's something wrong with monica in general when it comes to like all these men that she keep getting with <laughs> and i know as a woman i shouldn't say that but i just think maybe it's her she yeah and then shannon i don't ever know why she got with him i was like this nigga look a little weird he's and very he strange yeah i was just like yeah you didn't need him but you got the little daughter out of it but you didn't yeah.
1: need
0: him. he's very strange yeah i was just like nah this is not this is not what i like i don't maybe
1: she was trying to go for like the not so bad boy image
0: yeah because she did have the bad boy because you remember the boyfriend killed himself in front of her right and then yeah. she was with what rocco what was his name well, before then it was c murder Yep. And now <laughs> she with him full, like going hard for him. I also what I did not like about Monica is like when she kind of like insinuated that no one has been working hard for his case. And I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, I doubt um uh Romeo and uh what's his name? Um Master P have Master not been King. trying to support him. I was like, you can't say stuff like that, Monica, because I okay. haven't seen you mention this nigga's name since Kim Kardashian pursued him.
1: For real, and I went to New Orleans in 2018, and randomly there was somebody spray painted on the wall "Support C Murder." So C Murder is still alive and well out there in, yeah. in New Orleans. They have not forgotten about C Murder.
0: They're very loyal in New Orleans because you know yes. they don't have much. Great that you know right. just surviving there is a really a uh, struggle. Yes, but yes. Yes. yes, or even we forgot to mention Little Wayne, the car of three, undefeated. You don't like Little Wayne? Fuck Wheezy. <laughs> well, I do say fuck him because of his Trump shit, but the Carter Three is. No, no, speaking musically, yes, yes, music, The Carter yes. Three. If we can forgive Kanye and still talk about his music, but the Carter Three is it?
1: Yeah, no, he, Wayne is. Um, he's gonna go down as one of the goats for rap for sure. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, but I just think he needs to let go that those dreads. He needs to let them go. He
1: does. He looks like.
0: He just looks ooh mm, and the drugs. I'm just like, honey, you might need to get into something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, no, nah, I fuck with his music though. Yeah.
0: He's
1: he's important.
0: I think lastly, like to wrap up the episode, we kind of talked about VET awards earlier. I wish they would bring them back and like celebrities will come. Mm-hmm. Because we're supposedly not supposed to fuck with the Grammys anymore. So just go back to right. Black
1: people. No, bring back the Source Awards. How about that? Let's just go all the way back. Nah, Let's just go bring all the back, back
0: in Black. Ain't nobody bringing the, the source, source Awards after um, little West Side West East Side. My yeah. thing when I remember about the Source Awards is when Outcast was like, the South got something to say. I yes. was like, yes. Yeah, maybe so. But I think like we need to bring back something that's for black folk that's done really well Mm -hmm. and it's celebrated really well. It's produced really well. Like money isn't like an object and like black people will come.
1: And it's just done with intention to celebrate black people.
0: Like no other
1: shit, just pure celebration of black greatness. In no cheesy way. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah, I think that that's something great. But we can't talk about BET without talking about six o'clock Monday through Friday top 10 videos of all time. Yes, yes. 106 in Park.
1: 106 in Park. My, my favorite hosts were hands down Free and AJ. Free,
0: Free and AJ is okay. the only host I'm ever going to mention. Right. Free because and AJ. All of those bow wows and Angelas, Roxy and Terrence. Yeah. No, Free and AJ. Freestyle
1: Friday, they had the best Freestyle Friday uh, competitors on there, contestants on there. It was just a vibe. Like you think back, we seen Aaliyah sitting on that couch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Seeing her pass away and being like at the number one for weeks. Right, right. um Yeah, One Hundred Six in Park was definitely, definitely big for the culture. I used to love coming in and watching One Hundred Six in Park.
0: Because, like, in D.C., it used to be, like, Tigger in the basement, like, at yeah. 5 o'clock. And then 6 o'clock, it was um, 106 and part. And what I be telling people is that we've kind of reached this phase, where we don't have music videos anymore. Music videos used That's to really tell I stories.
1: Said. I, yo, when I'm going through Apple Music and I'm looking at song, I'm like, whoa, there's a video to this? There's a video
0: to this? But they I don't really be videos more. Videos used to tell whole stories. They did.
1: Now they, like... Even how how I discovered a lot of the music that I like. I don't know if you remember the show, but artists used to come on this show and they used to give out their top twenty-five um, like favorite songs. It was called like something top twenty-five, but mm-hmm. like they would show twenty-five videos in, in order. Oh yeah,
0: I remember that.
1: Yeah, and that's how I discovered a lot of the music that I like, and all the videos and the visuals matched with the song. Now it's just flashy stuff and i don't like it i
0: don't like it you remember like around like one and two o'clock during the day they would just play nothing but music videos yeah i think like videos now it's just like there's just like a green screen and they're just standing before and i want a storyline can we invest in that and i think like that's something so like kids will never know 90s and early 2000s these kids will never know because it's just like that was the whole experience music sold even more because of videos like if the video was really good you got into the song like I think about like some of my favorite songs and the videos, or like Alicia Keys was killing the videos with "Um You Don't Know My Name," "Um yeah. My Boo" with Usher. I was like, yeah. "Oh, she is killing it <laughs> with those little cornrows." Karma yes. playing the piano. I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay." Or like um, Tamia and Fabulous out like on the beach. Yeah. Um, Or even like Bugaboo with Destiny. Child. I was like, videos used to really be. The song. And yep. I think we don't have that anymore. And I'm like, you know, maybe I'm now at that age where I'm just not into this new music. I don't
1: I the new music, it's just I don't, it's not supposed to be the same, but now it's just like, I don't know. It's just a level of ignorance that come with that, you <laughs> For real, like the shit that they be saying in the songs, mm-hmm. like like I don't follow the shade on myself either, but like when Throat Baby came out. Everybody's putting, oh, throat baby is like a a love song, and I'm like, what, what song are they talking about? I went and listened to it. I'm like, oh my god, Mm-mm. literally, like, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm not into it, I'm not into it at yeah. all.
0: I think it's just a different era. But what I can say is that, like, you know, black excellence is still happening every day. Mm-hmm. If people haven't seen it, go watch the black, um, the the Messiah and the Judas and the Messiah.
1: Yeah. That um, is.
0: At the end of the month, we have the Fish Drill movie coming out. I didn't even see the previews for that. Yeah, I think we have that movie coming out. So, this yeah, movie. I think Black Excellence is still happening. We're getting a lot of more space to create films by Black people for Black people.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
0: you know, Black History Month is not only 28 days. I am Black, the Black, the Blackly Black, 365. 365, 24, 8. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for being on this episode with me we hope you guys enjoy it if anything you all can do is please repost send to your friends leave a review thank you so much for listening. and yeah, thank you for having
1: me